0: Hello and welcome to the James Market Clarity Podcast. I'm your host, Neil Kraft. And today on episode 27, I'm joined by certified financial planner, Beth Handworker. Beth, thanks for joining us. How are you today?
1: I'm doing great, Neil. This weather is amazing. Fall is here.
0: We love it. We love it. (laughs) Uh, And speaking of fall, um, you know, Medicare enrollment is just around the corner, opening up on October 15th, I believe. And uh, we thought it would be uh, a good time to get ahead of the curve a little bit by talking through some Medicare issues and items with you, Beth.
1: Yes. Well, hopefully this information will help uh, prep you to know what to look for when you get inundated with mail and email, uh, right around this time of year for Medicare. And we want to check out, I want to make sure you check out the upcoming article in our newsletter that is going to be covering Medicare plans. If you want to learn more.
0: Yes. Well, uh, it's a timely topic, uh, with enrollment about a month away. Uh, but how does this tie into wealth management and, and how you like to uh, address that with your clients?
1: It's a great question. Well, Neil, everything, it has everything to do with wealth management. <laughs> you know, we um, have Medicare premiums can be as high as uh, $13,000 a year per couple.
0: Really? That's a, that, can, that can eat into the income a little bit.
1: Absolutely. You know, a recent study found that a retired person could spend another $67,000 on top of premiums for medical care in retirement. Wow. So the yearly premiums and out-of-pocket costs can have a huge impact on a retiree's budget.
0: Yeah, I can see that connection. It's definitely important. I think clients need to understand that uh, Medicare's uh, costs and and what they are so that they can Know what they're spending on and, and set aside some of the, the things that they probably have a little bit more fun spending money on during <laughs> retirement.
1: Yeah, nobody wants to spend money on Medicare in retirement. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's not what people want. <laughs> <clears throat> so one of the things we do is we help create a financial plan. And one of the goals of the financial plan is health care. So that we can get an idea and we can forecast what those health care costs are going to be. And then we can determine, well, then, yes, you can afford this health stuff and all the other fun things that you want to do in retirement. And then we can also do um, some tax planning to make sure that your Medicare premiums don't go up because you have too much taxable income.
0: mm mm-hmm. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Health is wealth, certainly. Um, and without your health, you can't enjoy the other parts of retirement, like we mentioned. So what are some, some ways that um, people can save money on on medical expenses, maybe from your experience or some of the suggestions that you make with your clients?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, you know, I'm going to say this a little bit tongue-in-cheek, Neil, but stay healthy. <laughs> Yeah, that's the best way to reduce your medical costs. <laughs> Certainly, <laughs> having a good diet, staying active goes a long way to help preventing some medical costs. But on a more serious and practical note, you know, understanding the different Medicare options can save you money on premiums.
0: What what options do you have uh, within Medicare? I think that is a, a word that um, a lot of folks just kind of associate um, one cost to, but, but there are several sure. options, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got two different paths typically people take uh, when they're looking at Medicare. The traditional or original Medicare route is you take Part A and B, and then you purchase a supplement for the cost that Part A and B don't cover. So a lot of people don't realize that Medicare doesn't pay all your medical costs. Just because you have Part A and Part B doesn't mean you're not going to pay anything out of pocket. As I mentioned before, $67,000 on top of premiums, right, is what t- people pay during retirement. We still have deductibles. We still have copays, And that's where the supplement comes into play. And so the supplement, typically, you pay a monthly premium for the supplement, and then that covers all the deductibles and co-pays. Okay. And then another part of the traditional route, or the original Medicare route, is you pay for Part D. I call it D for drugs, right? Your prescription drugs, and so between A, B, a supplement, and Part D, you can be looking at over thirteen thousand dollars for a couple in premiums in retirement.
0: Wow, we're we're racking up some costs here. Yeah.
1: yeah. So,
0: so you mentioned that was kind of like a, the first pathway. How about the the second pathway?
1: Yeah, so the the second pathway that's becoming way more popular is doing what's called Medicare Part C or a Medicare Advantage plan. So Part C combines Part A, Part B, and the supplement all together. Some plans actually even include Part D. And so the biggest advantage of the Medicare Advantage plan, it's a lot of advantages, but the biggest advantage is you typically only pay the premium that you would pay for Part D, which is about $170 a month in 2022. So you only pay uh, about $4,000 a year on average. And um, something to keep in mind, though, with these Medicare Advantage plans, you know, if we look at $13,000 versus $4,000, that sounds awesome, right? That's a huge uh, cost savings or premium savings. But we also want to make sure that, uh, that you understand that Sometimes there are extra co and deductibles if you do go the Medicare Advantage route. So it could end up being a little bit more than that four thousand dollar number, but that's a good ballpark.
0: Yeah, that's a substantial savings. Obviously, um, are there any you know, disadvantages, or is it just it mm-hmm. feels a little like obvious in this election that most people would take?
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's why they're becoming more and more popular. Uh, you know, Neil. At first, I thought they were too good to be true. I thought, uh, you know. Um, there's, there's a, there's a catch somewhere.
0: (laughs) Right. Sure. Where where is it? We got to find it.
1: (laughs) That's right. I'm a little bit cynical by nature, but um, the biggest uh, catch or disadvantages is that you have to see in network providers on a Medicare Advantage plan. And so it's somewhat like an HMO plan if, if some of our listeners had those uh, while they were working. So you have a limited network And that could be a problem if you want to see a specific doctor that isn't in network or perhaps you're traveling or you're a snowbird, then perhaps the Medicare Advantage plan isn't the right route for you.
0: Okay. So if you want that flexibility, you're obviously going to have to pay for it within the higher premiums uh, than going the traditional route. Is that right?
1: Yeah, you would want to go the traditional route if you want flexibility.
0: Right? Uh, I see, I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so there's pros and cons. Um, how do you choose between the two options? And and you know, how do you um, go about advising your clients when when making that kind of decision?
1: Yeah, it, it can make your head swim for sure, Neil. And you know, you get inundated every year around this time with. Mail and email. Oh, check out this Medicare plan. This is the one you should do. No, take this one. No, take this one. So yeah.
0: Tis the season.
1: It, it is indeed the season. So, you know, one of the things that um, we help people with is we've got these professional resources that you can bring in a list of doctors and medications, and then they tell you what plan is the best one to pick. And so, again, the natural cynic in all of us is like, well, I don't want to talk to a professional because um, I don't know how they get paid. Why are they doing this for free? (laughs) And so um, the thing I like to point out to clients is that they're doing it for free because they make a commission from either the Medicare Advantage plan that they suggest or the Medicare supplement that you buy. And so that's how they make their money.
0: Right. And Yeah, obviously it's an economy here, but um, if you have a chance to save money on premiums, it seems like that would be uh, worth it for, for going that route.
1: Absolutely. I mean, this is something they do every single day. They know what medications get covered best under which plan, and they know you're not coming back. Unless you're happy with your choice, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah, that's a, that's a great so, <laughs> point. Repeat customers definitely worth it. It's definitely
1: worth it.
0: So you aren't eligible for Medicare for the most for the most part mm-hmm. prior to age sixty five. But I think with the the way our uh, current society is trending, a lot of folks are interested in early retirement or at least scaling back in some capacity. What happens? Uh, what happens then?
1: Yeah, we've seen a lot of people during the um, this most recent COVID drama that said, hey, you know what, this is working, things for the birds, I'm going to try to retire earlier. And so one of the big components about retiring early is considering, well, how do I pay for medical if I do retire early? So uh, it is a tricky bit. It's a tricky situation to be in. And um, some jobs, you're actually lucky enough to have medical benefits that carry forward into retirement. If you're a government worker, a teacher, first responders, they have that kind of retiree health coverage. Um, so that's great. You can just keep your existing coverage into retirement, no matter your age. Um, and some people even use that coverage that they had from their old job when they reach Medicare age, and that is their supplement. So that premium could be cheaper than the traditional Medicare supplement we talked about before.
0: Okay. what about people who don't have that option? (laughs) I mean, I suppose that, that Cobra is on the table, at least for uh, a temporary time period um, a- yeah. after they retire.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right, Neil. And there's a lot of people who aren't lucky enough to be a, a firefighter or a, a government worker or a teacher, mm-hmm. you know. And so there's a lot of people who fall outside of that category. But yeah, they could use Cobra. It doesn't last forever, but it could get you through the hump until you turn 65. But something to keep in mind, Neil, with Medicare, or excuse me, with Cobra, is that when you are on Cobra, you pay the entire premium for the health insurance rather than just you know because typically while you're employed, your employer pays for part of it, you pay for part of it. Well, when you're on Cobra, you pay the whole kit and caboodle.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I know you were um, uh, mentioning it just a moment ago, but uh, Cobra is only available for you know a short time or yep. uh, for certain folks. So what what happens if that's not an option?
1: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we could have people who they want to retire more than 18 months before Medicare kicks in. And so I've had people go out to the um, Affordable Care Act exchange and buy insurance. And um, sometimes those premiums can be pretty affordable because when you retire, income goes down. A lot of those premiums are income-based. And so that is an option. Uh, Another option that I've had people do is what's called health sharing. So this is not typical insurance, but you get into like a group coverage with people who have some uh, same kind of philosophical beliefs. A lot of these are religious based. You don't have to be necessarily a part of that religion to do it, but they're typically religious based. But the way these work is the premiums are typically lower, but you have really, really large deductibles. And Mm -hmm. so from my experience, what I've heard from people who do these plans is they're Great for really catastrophic expenses. You know, if you end up having a terrible accident, have to have surgery, right? Something like that. But you pay out of pocket for most normal stuff, run-of-the-mill medical costs.
0: Interesting. Okay. Um, Yeah, sort of a cascading effect of questions there from, you know, (laughs) from the beginning of October 15th and you turn 65 to all the way down to... Those other options. So, thank you, Beth. lot to consider. Yeah. Uh, what happens um, if you work beyond sixty-five? I think um, some some folks, whether they scale back, whether they love their work, whatever it may be, uh, what about them? Should you know, should they take Medicare? Um, and and could you speak on any potential penalties as well?
1: Yeah, now that's a real tricky question. We have a flowchart that's on our website that helps navigate that situation because it is so dependent on what size of employer you work at and so many different features. So I really encourage people who have questions about that to go out and take a look at that. But yeah, if you don't enroll for Medicare when you should have, there is a permanent penalty that you have to pay forever. I had a client who uh, before she talked to me, didn't enroll for part D coverage, the drug coverage. And it was like three years late. She ended up having to pay a higher part D premium for the rest of her life because she didn't enroll at the right time.
0: And that goes into perpetuity.
1: Yeah. Forever until they die. Yeah. So it's a, it's a big deal. So, um, the, but for most people, if they are, if they're working and they have what the, what Medicare calls creditable coverage, then there's not a penalty if you don't take Medicare at 65. But you need to think about it because, well, maybe Medicare is cheaper than what your employer provides you. So it really just depends.
0: There's a lot to consider. Yeah. Uh, so if folks have questions, if listeners want to learn more, um, I, I guess they should, should get in touch with us, correct?
1: Absolutely. We're here and ready to help. You know That's the beauty of working with the wealth management team. You know We've been through the situation with dozens of clients. You can take a shortcut with our experience.
0: Beth, thanks uh, so much for your insights today on Medicare and, and uh, the value add of, of wealth management. We, we really appreciate it.
1: Of course, Neil. I'm happy to help anytime.
0: If you would like to learn more about wealth management at James Investment, please visit our website at www.jamesinvestment.com. James Investment, planning, investing, advice.